The following is a Stick Boy We Talk production. The following contest scheduled for one fall. I am the man. If you're some man, what the rock is talking. Welcome to the One Fall Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Johnson, and today I'm joined with Just Martin. How are you doing? How are things going? Hey, yo. Um, guess what? Because it's just you and me today. Today I'm going to make something's going to make a return to this show, something we've been missing for a while. At the end, I will favor you with a joke. I, I think that's what the masses have been asking for. I, think I believe it. The unwashed it. masses, as as uh, Damien Sandow used to say. We, Did I ever we, tell you that? But, you know, he used to call them the under, unwashed Sandow, or masses. And uh, when I went to the Royal Rumble, they had a meet and greet, and I got to meet him. And I shook his hand and got a picture and said, hi, I'm one of the unwashed masses. And he looks <laughs> at me and goes, good, you have a sense of self. <laughs> that's awesome yeah oh, it was uh, great oh, it was I, great and then i told wade barrett i'm like hey you know people say i look exactly like you like we're twins and he goes uh what <laughs> he's just <laughs> totally thrown oh uh, man i could tell you hilarious stories from that show all all night long actually just for the meet and greet i can tell you about 15 more but uh yeah, let's get on to the actual show. Yeah, because there, there's this was uh this was a very eventful show. AEW had AEW show, yeah. Like uh, and there's a bunch of other stuff going on within the world of professional wrestling. What uh, stuff but... other than A and E? Oh man, AEW. Uh, I uh, th- there are other things. Japan has a COVID outbreak. New yes, Japan right. does. Uh, and they've canceled both their big shows, like the Tokyo Dome show and their other stadium. They postponed. They, they haven't postponed. Canceled. There's the, there's big difference. I mean, their their hope is still to run them within a month. So we'll see if they're able to. Um, Japan is certainly cautious with its COVID restrictions, but uh, but they've they've you know they opened it up quite good, and and it's come back to bite them. Um, they're they're they're. I guess the culture is uh, more rare to get a vaccine. Yes. Um, yes. So th- that's that's certainly hurting them there. To me, you know what that means is they if they can't rustle there, the best way they can they can uh, grow their New Japan service and uh, and get some money is by Tony Khan paying them and giving them exposure. Yeah. Um, I would uh, if if you're down for a month or two months, or however long it is, I'd be sending the big guns. Because yeah. I think you see people see a Will Ospreay just once on an AEW Dynamite and say he's defending the title on, uh, or go watch his old matches on New Japan World, I suspect that a lot of people would, if they're uh, not for them. I, I absolutely think you bring in Will, Okada, uh, Tanahashi, yeah. and I feel like you could have like single matches... You could have like a little segment behind the scenes where you have like a little stare down between Kenny and Okada, just to just 
send the internet into well, a the thing is if they if they pulled that put that on pay-per-view um i think they would do minimum two hundred thousand buys minimum oh yeah it would be you know if it was omega versus okada or omega versus ibushi i really believe that and they would get a portion of that of that money they would get a large portion of that money so it's a way for them to to continue to and I know the problem is when the people come back, then they'd have to they you know they'd have to plan it right because people have to isolate when they go back to Japan and everything. But and that's why you probably don't want to send all of your big stars, but you should send uh, three or four undercard guys and three or four top guns yeah. and grow your business, grow your what? business in North America and across the world. I it's good say, for AW also. Oh, absolutely! I I love the beginning you of saw AW. this tonight. Uh, I would say if you could send four big guns, I say you send Okada, Tanahashi, Naito, uh, not Naito, Will Ospreay, and Jay White. I'd say those are the four that I would send. Who would I send? I'd probably say... I would not send Ibushi. You would not send Ibushi. Just because that just create that that would be a very interesting just way of being like ah, ah, not yet because you know sending a bushi what that would get fans thinking i i think i would go the opposite way i would send a, a bushi and not send a kata and have that be the aha not yet uh, that, that's not bad either or would be a good you yeah. can't send both of them no i don't think you would and I, I i don't think i'd send i I'd, I'd probably send something like god you yes. know, uh, something like that, and uh, and uh, you know, Osprey, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know, Osprey for sure. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who else I would send. To be honest with you, it's Promo Jay... maybe if he's healthy. Jay yes. for sure. I think I definitely want Jay out there. But Romo, yes, I think would be interesting. You know, uh, you're trying to judge the people that already are over and can get over within with an american audience so a guy like romu may not already be over because he may not be that well known but uh, he could get over he'd have no yes. problem getting over because of his charisma and everything and his ability and everything like that meanwhile a guy like okada or abushi would already be over yes uh, one of the guys I would consider sending, uh, as well, depending on how you look at him, I think I'd send a guy like Ishii over. I think. Yeah, like I say, I say three or four undercard guys. I think Ishii uh, is an excellent choice. Guys like that, you know, uh, Minoru Suzuki, oh. um, Taichi, guys like this, you know, just Zack Saber Junior. Junior. Yeah, like guys like that. It's just. With a good act, you know the dangerous. Who wouldn't want to see the dangerous techers versus the uh, the Bucks? Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. Uh, I and I'd love to uh, like with uh, with sending Ishii over. You could even get an Ishii and Kenny match out of it. Be like, here's the undercard. Which we've seen before and is awesome. Yeah, I I I'd be like, yeah, let's let's just have it have have. Have it happen again. I and Ishii could wrestle literally anyone on AEW. And I think it'd be a great match. Him and Darby would be fantastic. Him, I was gonna say him and Miro would be great. Oh man, you know? yes. But yeah, yeah. Of course, I, I'm pretty sure anybody in Darby's gonna be great now. 
he's he is definitely like uh shifting a little bit more focus onto this week's AEW and just the last AEW in a run like this is this is a little bit of a gamble taking the title off Darby because of how successful of a run he's been and how well he's done in the ratings but I do think that Darby will continue to be that drawn everything I don't think the title made him I think he made the title I think it was one of those situations where I think maybe it started where the title helped elevate Darby but now I think Darby is uh I think Darby's one of the one of their certified stars right now yeah I think Darby's a draw um this will put him and Sting and you know you're what looks like we'll get Miro versus Archer which I'm really interested in admittedly too uh, so we'll get Miro versus Archer, and we'll get Sting and and Darby in a cinematic match against uh, um, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Uh, so I mean, you know, I mean, he's he's still gonna have a prominent spot. Um, I I think when he does challenge Miro, it'll probably be huge ratings. Yeah. Um, so I like it's not bad that he he got he lost the title here tonight. I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. No, I don't think so either. And I think and they make... put it on a guy who was recognizable and a star himself. Yeah. So that's a guy who I also feel is confident could draw. And I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna see. Like, I love the way that these TNT title reigns have been built with these title defenses because you can do something where a guy like MJF gets it and he doesn't defend it week in and week out. But you can have Miro defend it almost week in and week out and just be a killer. And, I yep. mean, obviously one of the story threads that you can eventually pull back on is Kip Sabian. The, the return of Kip Sabian challenging Miro. The and, baby face Kip Sabian. Yeah, which I think uh, that, that'll be a different role for him, which I think, hey, it's great. It's, a, it's another thread to pull on, and I think Miro can absolutely be a monster heel that can work through the the current crop of baby faces that they have. Yeah, so I think absolutely. that I think there's a bunch of things that you can do within there that will work perfectly. And I do think first opponent Lance Archer, I think that'll be a really good matchup. Yeah, I could even see them uh, changing the title really quickly to Archer as possible. Except you know they'll probably go back to Darby at some point, but I could see Archer getting it and losing it back to Miro. I mean they haven't really flip flopped their belts much. No, uh, which is a good thing. So that means you can get away with it once. Yeah, uh, and I, I, I do think like you're. I don't think that they're they they're they're no longer in the thick of the Wednesday night wars. So that I don't think you're constantly trying to chase uh, popping the ratings. I think you're seeing that AEW has done well uh, rating wise since they've gone on uh, since they had the night to themselves. Oh yeah, uh, and this is I'll their say last. They've done very well. This is their last night in norm- normalcy for at least a couple weeks before the pay-per-view. So I think this is why we got all everything, all the big angles this week, because it's going to be harder for everyone to keep track of uh, the nights that it's on for the next two weeks. But I do think they will do all right ratings-wise. Oh, yeah, they'll do all right. And and even when people don't watch this show um, live, the, the PVR numbers are massive. Yeah, um, yeah. Or DVR, whatever you want to call it, um, depending on where you live. Uh, you know, those those numbers are huge. Now that doesn't mean anything, obviously, for the stations. They don't care. But it's it's it is significant just in showing the interest in the product. Yeah. Um, nobody like 
well, I'm not sure my sister, my, my sister, if she thinks of like my sister thinks of wrestling, she would think of world wrestling federation or world wrestling entertainment. Yeah. Like that's, that would be the first thing. And, and AEW doesn't have that kind of presentation, but within the, um, the actual audience watching today, they're not that far behind. No, no they're really I not. I don't think they're that far off, far off either. I mean, that's because uh, I, among a group of wrestling fans, that's the show that probably gets talked about the most. It's complaining about WWE and talking about what AEW is doing. It's those yeah. those are the two main topics, as is more times than not on this podcast. Um, but you you're just seeing that the the strength of just the goodwill that AEW has built with this fan base. I mean, you look at even something as simple like the start of the show with uh, Nagata. I love the presentation. I loved uh, Moxley's theme song. I hope I do. We know if Moxley's keeping that permanently. I would say it's ninety nine point nine percent. We don't know, but. Uh, I'd say it's ninety nine point nine percent. He's keeping Wild Thing. They don't just pay for that once. Uh, it's not like it's not like I don't believe New Japan was paying for that. Yeah, um, you know. Yeah, I uh, mean, why not? I, we've seen that they're willing to do this. In fact, it was it was hilarious as uh, as Thunder Rosa came out tonight and the crowd was going ah Thunder ah Thunder, and I was like, if they bought her Thunderstruck, I don't know how much money that would cost. But they bought her that ACDC song. Uh, it would be huge. Yeah. And, 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 and you feel like it's a possibility because they've shown they're willing to do that. They, they, they have proven time and time again that they are absolutely willing to invest in their talent. And I think that that is very important. And just the way the show started, uh, I thought the match was great. And I loved how they treated Nagata. That was that's probably a name very that's not, much, yeah, not as well known. But they treated it like he was a legend. Yes, within which the, he is. Yeah, which, which he, he is, is in Japan. Yeah, in Japan he is. And there would be some people who would know him from uh, from the Nitro days, but uh, like you say, not a whole ton uh, necessarily watching tonight. So, um, yeah, I mean. The presentation was fantastic. The whole way, Moxley's presentation, everything. You know, why didn't Moxley have as Dean Ambrose? Why didn't they buy Lunatic Fringe as his song? That's a good example. He had crappy music. Anyways. uh, He he absolutely did. Now with, with again, getting this song, it just adds a a distinction to John Moxley. Just another little wrinkle that just continues to elevate him to that next level. So it's, uh, we talked about this off air, but I, I asked you if uh, John Moxley was one of the biggest losses in the last decade for WWE, but you had two other names that could be thrown in there. And well, he is CM not number Punk, one. obviously. No, I, I, CM Punk, you know, uh, I mean, that's got to be the biggest name, right? Because yeah. he's, I mean, he left, he was at his height and the company was more popular and he was, he was a bigger star at that time within the company than, than Dean Ambrose was when he left. Um, you know, Ambrose had a lot of bad angles and everything. So, yeah, uh, CM Punk would be the biggest loss. But, I mean, I guess it was a loss to the UFC. So 
it could be worse. You know, uh, at least it wasn't a loss to another company like AEW. And then Chris Jericho is the other one. Because right now, I would say Chris Jericho is the biggest star in all of wrestling. Yeah. You know, um, uh, he's there's no way you can convince me that Roman Reigns today is a bigger star and no, the name is means more and is known by more people than, than Chris Jericho. There's just no way you can convince me of that. So even though he's not under the number one company, I'd say he's the number one star in the business because he was around when the business was super hot and he's still relevant. So uh, I'd say that's the number one name and number two name, you know, uh, take your pick on which is number one, which is number two. And then John Moxley would be number three. And you, you just see what he was able, like the fact, and one of the, the big things with John Moxley is he really was the key to this forbidden door. It really felt like Japan doesn't want to lose Moxley Oxley doesn't want to lose Japan. Moxley is very happy in AEW. And it became this point of, okay, well, we got to work together then. Because we want to be able to use John Moxley and have John Moxley still do AEW stuff and still do New Japan stuff. And really became a, a, a merge of the two of being like, okay, we have to work together. And I think the way they treated Nagata, the way this match played out, the way the presentation, the look, the feel, everything with it, tells you that they, they're basically telling New Japan, this is how we're going to treat you guys. We're going to treat you guys with respect. We're going to make your talent look good. We're not going to sit there and make you guys look bushly compared to us. And we're going to try to put out the best product for the fans and these performers. And I, I think, think that's, that's I think that's key. I think that's that's what I got out of tonight. Because so far we haven't seen anybody but Moxley work with the New Japan person. So we don't know if they're open to working with other people. We don't know the behind the scenes. But if you put on that type of presentation, which makes them feel comfortable, makes them feel respected, that's such a big important thing, then... The odds of them opening the door. You don't think when uh, when Nagata comes back and and you know people in the company say so how did how was it? You don't think he's going to say that very good treated me very well. You don't think he's going to you know and that's not going to mean a lot. It's going to mean a ton. Yeah, and I mean having a guy like Rocky Romero there, which I do think he is. He is kind of that. He's key he's as a, well. Yeah, he's key as well between New Japan. And I think Ring of Honor as well, and uh, AEW, and he probably was treated like gold as well backstage. Oh, I'm sure he was, because they know the value of those two people within uh, New Japan. So I absolutely think they were treated like gold. I think they were shown a good time. I thought it was very interesting that they showed Rocky on screen too, because I think I think your next step is either you getting someone like a Rocky or Kevin Kelly, depending on where they are in the world providing commentary for a Moxley match on uh, AEW television. You know, it's interesting you mentioned Ring of Honor because they really got to make up their mind now. I, I said on this hashtag futurist, I said back on this <laughs> podcast at the time that AEW started that Ring of Honor was making a huge mistake and that it was it, it would they would be a more popular product if they worked with AEW than if they competed with them. And I think that's being pretty obvious that that's uh, the case. Yeah. So it's really interesting because they got to make a decision now. With with the rumor that MLW and WWE are looking at talent exchanges and to work together, which will be great for MLW, 
Um, and and good for WWE. There's a couple guys at MLW. I'm sure they're anxious as hell to get. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, so yeah, it, with with M, if MLW is doing that, and if I'm AEW, I try and interject myself and say work with us instead. But if that ha- does happen, then ROH is almost right now they're they're uh, on an island without yeah. uh, without a boat unless they unless they kind of make a choice swallow our pride and let's go work with these guys um let's continue that relationship or start that relationship with uh aw and 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 continue to hold on some hold with the relationship with new japan yeah and i think i think they're they're gonna have to if they want to survive and they want to continue to do their thing they absolutely need to evolve with the times well, and I, think, I wouldn't say with if they want to survive because like i say they're cheap programming sinclair. for sinclair they're they'll survive but if they want to be relevant they need to do this yeah and i think if you want to continue to bring in decent talent i think it just benefits you more to want to work and i think one of the big things was uh, in the the road to this dynamite, they talked about uh, Tony Khan wanting to open up the door and open up the forbidden door, and it's and and one of the one of Jr's final lines when they're talking about this is it's important uh, because the fans went from this, and I do really yeah. believe that's how AEW's looking at this is yeah. the fans win because. When the fans win, they're going to spend money on your product. And frankly, TNA is looking at that too, I believe. Yeah. You know, Impact Wrestling, I should say, not TNA. Yeah, Boy, old are. habits are hard to hard to break, aren't they? Oh, they most certainly are. I mean, you look at Finn Juice. Finn Juice yeah. will be wrestling uh, the Good Brothers and Kenny. So yeah. that's New Japan talent that is working with Kenny and the Good Brothers. And I think well, that... apparently the the for the numbers that have come in. Um, you know the like. If you look at the, when Kenny Omega is on, or when the New Japan stars are on, that's usually the best segments that they're getting, the highest rate of segments. Wow. So, you know, I mean, it's it's been very successful for them. I mean, that they uh, we talk about how much did we talk about Impact Wrestling before this deal? Um, say over oh. the last two years, three mentions, four mentions. Yeah, probably probably down 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 in that area. You know. Uh, Usually, if we were talking about them, it'd be something bad like Tessa Blanchard, you know. Um, yeah, uh, this has been really good for them. They're, they, you know, I, I know they haven't done huge box office yet in terms of ratings or, uh, or in terms of, you know, um, you know, pay per view buys. I don't think their last pay per view set the world on fire, but uh, it did do better. They are doing better than they certainly were doing, and they certainly have a lot more. Like I say, positive press. And and I think that's the big thing from this is just having more positive press. Like you're not gonna set the world on fire day one, but if you're slowly starting to grow and slowly starting to build and slowly kind of finding your footing again, it's stuff like this takes time. So this is this is nothing but good for professional wrestling. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I like I say, I really think that that uh New Japan, if they're shut down, if it's it could be a, it's going to be a month, could be two months. Take advantage and send some big guns over, create some buzz, so that when you come back, and so AEW has a reason to send some of their big guns. 
yeah. when when the time comes and it's and things are safe enough. Uh, I think that's just kind of. I don't that, think it'll happen, but it should happen. Yeah, yeah, I I think it should happen as well. Uh, it's this this is just nothing but positive. Like this this what they did tonight, and hopefully what the future can bring is is very positive for the future of pro wrestling. I think, and I hopefully we can keep that ball rolling, and they can hopefully find a way to continue to deliver to the fans. Because man. Having Kenny Omega versus Ibushi or Kenny Omega versus Okada at MSG or the Tokyo Dome is literally the net the the next next pit stop for either one of them. Yeah, if AEW and and uh, them if they put on a card at uh, MSG, well, they could they could put on a card in the stadium if they had Okada. If they put on a dual card and and it was headlined by Okada versus Kenny in America. They could they could do bigger than, you know, they they could do bigger. I don't know. I don't think they could do Giants there. I don't think they could do the, where the Giants play. But uh, they could do a stadium. I'm sure they could sell sixty thousand tickets. And yeah. and not to mention the the pay per view buys. You know, would be oh. would be huge. And again, that's money towards uh, New Japan. But it also exposes the project product and uh, and increases the the buys for, you know. For uh, for New Japan World, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, the the G one, there's always a bump in New Japan subscriptions, and you know, uh, they they do uh, they're doing fine. But uh, what was the biggest growth they ever had when they got in? Uh, you know, Chris Jericho and he took on Kenny. I mean, it makes a big difference to the American audience. Excuse me, to the American audience to have that big name that they know. Yeah, and I think I think you could easily get Chris Jericho back in New Japan doing something with uh, with a super show like that. And I think again, it would you, there's so much you could do. Uh, shift uh, shifting gears into uh, the rest of tonight's show uh, with an AEW. There's a lot that happened tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. It is it is definitely you definitely saw some good things with them moving quickly through and having things constantly happening. But you saw. At least one thing that I was a little less of a fan of, but it was uh, I thought the match between SCU and uh, the Young Bucks was a good match until the botched moonsault. Um, I do think Daniel's time. It's time. It's yeah. time. It's, yeah. I was thinking it, that. Uh, it's like he looks great for an old guy, but he looks like an old guy who looks great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, uh, I, I definitely, I definitely think like the match was good, uh, but it's definitely time for them to move on. Um, I didn't like that they didn't give that that the in ring embrace between the two actual breathing room during. That's the that one time... reminded me. That reminded me of old TNA to the back. Yeah, Mike TNA yelling it. You know, I... not having, not giving things time to breathe. You got to give it think, time to breathe. I think that was one of the things. Hopefully, and again, AEW uh, seems to have learned from their mistakes. So I think this is something that they will hopefully learn from and move forward. Uh, what do you think of the "I'm sorry, I love you" uh, bit in the match? I knew they were going to do it because they yeah. kind of referenced it um, in one of the promos. So you know, eh, whatever. It's I, you know they they they. I think they didn't they when they had Nick Jackson versus Matt Jackson on the uh, on being the elite didn't they reference it there too? 
Yeah, I, I think that's one of their favorite. I think that's definitely one of their favorite moments to play around with. Uh, yeah, I mean the the this just I think the Bucks are slowly finding. Well, not slowly, but I think the Bucks are finding their their footing as heels. I think them being in this spot uh, is a great great spot for them. I think I think because they are kind of dicks. Yeah. I think them being even bigger dicks on TV, it just feels very natural. Um, I really liked some of the kickouts from uh, Daniels. Like he just, it, it wasn't, uh, he's old yeller. He he is your old yeller, but he didn't quite go down until the very end. They had to yeah. pull out all the big guns. I think that was nice for Daniels as well, because this does feel like the, the retirement t- tour of Christopher Daniels. But uh, I thought Kazarian looked good, and I thought I thought I thought everyone looked really good in the match. Like I thought everything. I thought outside of that, uh, the moonsault and the was was the blade that Daniels used laying near him when he was laying there. Because I saw like, no, it wasn't. A, it was it was like yeah, there was like some tape there, but the blade wasn't wasn't uh. visible. Okay, because I thought I I was like, is that the is that the blade? Do they have it just <laughs> laying there? But uh, he's too much of a veteran for that to happen. Uh, I uh, I I it, it's definitely it's very interesting because SCU is one of the bits on BT that I always enjoyed. This is the worst town I've ever been in, and I'm just ripping on towns whenever they uh, they weren't in Southern California. But uh, I do think it's time to move forward, and I think Kazarian will benefit the most from being finally broken up. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Kazarian. You know, I mean, there's only so many spots, and they have a lot of stars. Yeah. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Uh, this is this is an opportunity for him to to make a little bit of noise, and for Daniels, this is uh, he's had a great career. And I think him moving on to being more behind the scenes, I think that's 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 a perfect guy to have behind the scenes. Working yeah, he's already time. behind the scenes, and now he can just concentrate on that. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. It's just like I say, it's just time. It wasn't just the 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 botch. I mean, I do think that the blood uh, made things slippery and the sweat and whatever. I mean, you know, I'm surprised we don't see more botches. To be honest with you, yeah. um, and and definitely the blood in the in the face and the eyes. I think that that was why the botch happened but uh, and they and the announcers sold it well that way as well um but it's more just he doesn't move with the same explosiveness he doesn't he's it's just things are a little less crisp just a, a little less uh yeah. yeah just a little less crisp a little less explosive than they used to be you know he was so good back yeah, at his oh. height, like fifteen years ago. Oh man, he was so good, and, uh, and and that's why he still looks good because he was so good that that even him at uh, you know sixty percent is still really good. Yeah. But 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 if you look, if you went back and watched those matches, you know you'd be like, okay, you can see it, you can see the difference. It's it's time. Oh yeah, I. And it's I, a good I, angle and a good match to go out on. Yeah, I uh, and, and they, uh, they. Bought me in a few times that Kazarian and uh, Daniels could win the title. Just the way the Bucks were going on social media is like, oh, I, I kind of hope SCU wins. 
just to watch the Bucks' reaction. But uh, obviously, we're moving forward with the young Bucks uh, taking on the guys who trashed their locker room and left the small pile of garbage. Uh, Eddie Kingston, John Moxley. What do you think of the, this program heading into Double or Nothing? Oh, I think that that'll create a lot of interest for them. I, I think that they'll have a lot of interest in that. And, you know, a lot of, uh, what, as they say, pay-per-view buys, I think that that will be a match that a lot of people will be, yeah, will we'll pay attention to. And I think Eddie Kingston could, uh, could easily uh, sell people on this program, no problem. I think John Moxley as a uh, promo can sell people on this program. And the Bucks just being assholes is going to sell people and wanting to see the Bucks get their asses kicked. Let's put it this way: I favor them to win the belts. You do. I favor I favor Moxley and, and Kingston to win the belts. Ah, interesting. That yeah, that would be uh, that would definitely be. Uh, That's how you can further it. Because then then you have a program of the Bucks eventually getting the titles back. Yeah. Exactly. And then they can go. I don't pray. think it would be. I don't think that would be a long term reign. But I mean, they protect Moxley a lot. Yeah, uh, he's a big investment for AEW. You're Absolutely. definitely seeing. You're definitely seeing how they're treating him. Uh, moving forward, we've got another match confirmed for Double or Nothing, and it is the American Dream: Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Agogo. What do you think of the promo from Cody? Holy crap. I mean, I've seen a lot of good promos this year. Um, I don't know if anything's going to top this one. You know, just when I think I've seen the best promo of the year, then then something like this happens. The emotion he showed. Yeah. You know, the raw emotion he showed. Uh, that's what makes him such a great baby face. And and uh, it was just a wicked promo, and and that promo, I'm like, I can't wait to see this match. Yeah, like that's the job of the promo, right? Sell the match to the to the to the fans who might not have an interest otherwise. I sure got an interest after that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I uh, man, when Cody used uh, mentioned the word segregation, I was like, uh oh, where's this go? And then you saw where it was going. It's like, oh, okay, you don't have to worry anymore. It, you it, don't have to it, worry with Cody. No, he uh, he delivered. Uh, Anthony Agogo is obviously someone they value greatly, and he Anthony Agogo has said his his wrestling career is on a uh, ticking clock because of his left eye. He takes any real serious shots to it. He's completely blind in the left eye, and then his career's over. So this is this is definitely if you're gonna want to go with Anthony Agogo, the time is now. Uh, and I think I he has to beat Cody. Yeah, he, the American Dream he has, has to. to lose. Uh, uh, that's how you get heat for this guy. Yeah. And that's how you 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 push him up the car so that he can challenge for, you know, something major. And who knows? Maybe he's the key to unlocking the uh, the British market for them in the European market, in the British, especially in Britain. You know, he could be a big key for that. And it's, yeah. that's very possible. He I is think- very well known there. And I think uh, everyone realizes this, uh, hopefully, in AEW. And I think, because I, this is a guy that trained in Nightmare Factory, wasn't it? Yeah. So then this is this is a guy that they are, they're definitely going to be uh, wanting to invest in. Uh, and this is a big match for him, for his first uh, big pay-per-view match against Cody Rhodes, especially the American Dream. Like, this is, this is big. 
in some ways, this would be their most homegrown star. Like, I mean, obviously, Orange Cassidy is homegrown and Darby Allen, but these guys were all on the independence. They weren't trained from their system. Yeah. This will be the first guy who you go, okay, that's that's trained from their system, their nightmare factory, to uh, you know to get the opportunity to push them and make them a big star. This will be this will be a first, uh, yeah. first true homegrown talent that that we could see. It's uh, I, I'm looking forward to this. It's one of the matches I'm uh, most intrigued by, and it's partially because of the promo from Cody tonight. So this is. And I'm I'm also interested in uh, Anthony's story as well. So both of those factors make this match one of those things that's like, all right, I'm good to go. Let's let's lock in. Let's get going. Uh, let's let's see what this kid's got, uh, and let's see how they decide to book things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving along here, uh, let's let's talk the pinnacle. But before we get to the pinnacle, I want to talk about a comment that MJF had made uh, in a couple day, days ago where he had said that uh, he would uh, he'd absolutely entertain an offer from WWE. And he's like, he, his, his loyalty runs deep with AEW, but he would not turn down the opportunity to talk with and potentially go to WWE. Uh, how, how much of this do you think puts little bells and whistles on Tony that we got off for this kid? A boatload of money when his contract's up in uh, that's what he gets it. That's what it is. It's negotiating stuff. Plus, I mean, if if WWE wants to talk to you and you're not willing to listen, you're a fool. Yeah, I'd listen. It would take a significant boatload of more money because I would be giving up a lot of other stuff. You know, if I was to go to to the WWE and their system. He'd be giving up more than, you know, you have to, the money has to offset the loss and creativity and everything else that you're going to, that you're going to suffer. So, I mean, but it, I would absolutely listen if I'm, I've, everybody should listen to yeah. both sides. You, you got to be willing to, to, you have to play the game like Randy did. Because Randy got yeah. a nice little contract, it absolutely makes sense. Because uh, I saw some people going, "See, the the rats want to flee the AEW ship," and I'm like, I don't think that's the case. I think that is just merely, like you said, negotiation. And it's you just being a smart businessman. You're doing what you should do. Yeah. Uh, uh, shifting to tonight, what did you think of um, uh, WWF Monday Night Raw with a uh, beer truck? Or, I mean, the champagne. Um, they put a little bit of a twist on it when they had Jericho show up, you know, when you thought he was hurt and thought he wasn't there. It was so obvious. And you know what? WWE's ripped it off several times, too, but at least they came up with it. It did feel a little bit like, and I know it's been many years, so there'll be some people out there, believe it or not, who might not have seen this, <laughs> you know? Uh, it's been... Uh, you know, 20 some odd years, more than 20 yeah. years. So and you can use everything in wrestling, you know, again, well, you could do everything once every decade, basically. But it did feel, I don't know, low rent probably isn't the right word, but it, it just felt, it. I don't know. It, it didn't uh, light me on fire, put it that way. Uh, I wasn't like, oh, that's awesome. But it was obvious that MJF and Sean Spears, especially I think Spears, Doing the swimming in the in the uh, you know 
what do you call it in the the, the bubbly bubbly yeah the bubbly bubbly yeah and a little bit of the bubbly you know, swimming in the champagne and everything like that and overselling it they look like they're having a blast so it served its purpose i think because yeah. the you know and what's it supposed to do? It's supposed to set up the next match. They've set up the next match. It's a spring stampede, this time without all the humor and ha-ha. Uh, as soon as I heard that, I thought, okay, that's smart. I, I want to see it. Yeah, and I definitely, I definitely think they'll, they will be cutting up the humor for... Because like the, the previous uh, stadium stampede felt like it... Uh, like having guys like Kenny and Hangman... Uh, and Matt Hardy, you you definitely saw it there. There was going to be a little bit of comedic schnick to it. I think this one's going to lack any of that. I think it's yeah. going to be just beat him up, tear him down, brawl. I think this is a good way to make a guy like uh, Wardlow, who's a little bit greener, look really good because you can do takes for stuff and you can do a few other things. Uh, I would not break up the inner circle yet. No, oh, they're going over. I, I have yeah. absolutely no question they're going over. Uh, I'm sure that the angle is that if they lose, they'll break up. But what what is interesting to me is that you're going to be doing this cinematic match, and who knows, they may even do it live. Maybe it won't be a cinematic match because they they already got one of those. Maybe it'll just be live, and it just will be over at at you know in Jackson Stadium uh, or in the Jaguars' home stadium. There. Um, that said, they're going to have a, a full house. So the idea that you're having two matches that aren't taking place in the ring uh, for people to watch, that's pretty risky. I think that's yes. a little bit of a risk. Uh, I, I am very curious. Uh, I mean, the first half of uh, last week's Dynamite was live to tape. It was taped and played for the audience. So that crowd reaction you got for the first hour of last week's Dynamite was the crowd reacting to... Uh, the the tape segments for that first yeah. hour so but i I'm, think that was that was a bit of a special situation the crowd was kind of in on it maybe they still will be but uh you know it, it's gonna it is a gamble it is absolutely a gamble to take uh i don't know how it's gonna work but aw is willing to take risks and willing to try stuff so Yep, We're going to find out. And, I mean, they're picking up their tours in July. So they're, uh, I think they're going to get some more revenue from that pretty soon here. And I think it's just going to be, uh, I, I think AEW is in good shape. I think. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think a risk like this will not be a bad thing to take. Uh, but it is a risk. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how this is going to play out. But I, I wish all 10 competitors the way. The best. Yeah. The best? Blah. The best. Yeah, I, I don't know how to speak anymore. I'm, That's all right. I didn't it's even not like know. It's, it's not important on a podcast. No, not at all. Not at all. I don't know. Uh, we explain everything via picture. Cartoon pictures that we draw. Um, shifting gears here, uh, again, into the, the number one contender match between Pac and Orange Cassidy... We uh, we all we all thought that Orange was going to win for sure, uh, and the match. I think Pac and uh, Orange have great chemistry, uh, but uh, we'll, I'll get you to take us through what happened uh, midway through this match that kind of threw things so, out of whack. 
apparently the plan was always for them to go to a time limit draw and for it to be a three-way, and that makes sense. Um, what happened, you could tell right away, was uh, a botched spot. Uh, because of the reaction of Pack, it looked like he over-rotated to me. It looked like he over-rotated um, uh, the, on the Liger bomb, over-rotated Orange Cassidy, and therefore we saw him take a nasty bump on his head and neck, and uh, he he was got his got his belt, you know, clung I guess or whatever you want to say. Um, and then the match, they, they had to improvise, and they did the best they could, all things considered. They found a new finish in mid match. Uh, Kenny and and you know Don Callis, they clearly had to stall and on the mic and stuff like that, and just fill time. Uh, you know, while they're scrambling to do things. Um, you hope that Orange Cassidy is all right. He apparently is. Hopefully he's okay for the pay-per-view. It's, this, would, this was obviously a botch, though, right from the beginning because this is not how you set up two strong competitors. You have them go to a time limit draw where you go, oh, they're both great. They're both a challenge to win the belt. When, you know, it's this where they both lose via, you know, uh, double count out in the ring, like a last man standing match. Uh, it, it made them both look weak. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just not how you set up a, a world title match. So uh, it was pretty obvious that they were, you know, improvising. But they did the best they did, could, and they got to the same destination they wanted to get to, and, and kudos to them for that. Yeah. Um, I guess my one of my first questions to you is, uh, what would you have done something differently calling on the fly would there have been some other way to get to that finish line still like i or is this is this the best way that you could have, they could have no, got I, to it i don't know if it's the best way i mean you can come up with you can be creative in the moment and come up with all sorts of things but i think it was a good way i mean like i say i the fact that they were able to think on the fly and do that i mean that's that's impressive yeah you know? especially for I a mean, new company yeah and Pac, you know, being a veteran, he knew how to stall and work the crowd and everything. You know, they, they did what they could do. Uh, it felt... It's a Pac, tough situation. Yeah. It, when I saw Pac selling for that commercial break, I was like, oh, I don't like this. That's... It, it felt a lot like uh, Owen and Austin. Yeah, it was It was the same thing. Like I say, the, the look on his face immediately after the Liger bomb, he immediately said to me, uh-oh, I hope he's all right. Yeah. I hope I didn't hurt him. Yeah. And and like Orange, uh, the the least amount we saw of Orange on camera told you everything you need to know. But reportedly from uh, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com saying that Orange was okay in the back. I'm sure that we're going to hear more as time goes on. But, you know, it's... I saw a bunch of people freaking out and saying, AEW's terrible. Like, how... This is such a this is this is a joke. This is such a terrible main event. But I think with the situation given, uh, I, I I don't think you can fault AEW for what happened. I think the fact that they went out of their way to protect someone like Orange Cassidy tells you everything you need to know about this. Company. The only thing that I could say that they could have maybe done better was just say, "Screw it, stop the match." Yeah, yeah. The guys hurt. Get get him to the doctor there. Don't don't go through with everything. That's just not the way wrestling works, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's the way other other sports do work, and and that's the only thing I could think they could do better. As far as 
like I say, didn't the guys look strong? No, I mean, it's not what you do. It's not ideal. Will the fans be into that match? Yes. Is it the main event? I'd say it's a it's a card full of main events. Uh, it may go on last, but it's not necessarily the main event. I mean, and we've seen that in the past with uh, AEW pay per views where they've where it's like the what's the main event may not stand out as this as the biggest or strongest match, but it's one of many matches you want to see. Yeah, yeah, and I still think. Uh, I think even if you just had it being Pac versus Kenny, I still think that's a great wrestling match. I think well, that's still yes. going to be. And but but here's the other thing: it'll be it'll be great with three people. Here's the other thing you got to keep in mind: no matter what their plan was, if Orange Cassidy is healthy, two weeks for, or next week, what you do is you have them come out and say, "We don't want it to end like that. We don't want to get into the world title like that. Let's go again." You have yeah. Pac say that. Let's Pac say that. You have Orange Cassidy come out, give his little thumbs up where he doesn't lift it all the way, you know, and then you set up a match and you do it again one week beforehand. Winner goes on to it. These guys didn't want to get in through a, a, a you know, a double count out. This time you have them go to the time limit draw and go, they simply can't settle it. They're going to need, they're going to need to do it at the pay-per-view this time. No time limit. Just go and do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. You just book on the fly, you get out of it. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things with wrestling that you're going to learn you're going to have to do is you're going to have to book on the fly sometimes. Yep. You're going to have all these well laid out plans, but sometimes you're going to have to be adaptable. And I think AEW has shown that they are adaptable. Yep. Uh, and now we, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but the main of uh, Thunder Rosa appearing. Thunder Rosa appearing is interesting to me. Uh, partially because she has a weird stipulation in the NWA. Have you heard about her new stipulation no. in the N- no, NWA? Uh, so she's challenging. Uh, she has a match. I don't remember who she's facing, but she has a match. And if, if if I remember correctly, if Thunder Rosa loses, she can't wrestle for any other company except for NWA. So Thunder Rosa wants to wrestle everywhere. She has to win... Uh, win the match so it's a loser stays in nwa match which i think is a dumb gimmick because it's saying that losers stay here like that's how i would interpret it like i'm not a big fan of it uh but seeing thunder seeing thunder rosa it's definitely different uh, seeing Thunder Rosa on AEW, and she's a star. She's you. I if I was Tony, I'd be like, please let us keep Thunder Rosa around because I think she has. I still think she has uh, a lot of value for AEW and just the whole wrestling scene. I think that's the reason why she's on tonight is to create make it people think, oh, she's definitely not going to lose, and then if she does lose, it'll be a swerve. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see if that's the direction they're going. Who knows? It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Serena Deep will be wrestling next week, which I thought was interesting because that is against who Red the... Velvet. Yeah, so I'm, very I'm kind of keep... I'm very curious where everything's going to kind of play out for the NWA Women's Title now, especially that NWA is starting to pick up more. Yeah, again, they're 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 starting to as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's face it, NWA being on, all these companies working together is good for them. NWA having yeah. their belt defended on on Dynamite is good for them. 
it, you know? Yeah, it absolutely is. It benefits, it, 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 it benefits everyone. It benefits everyone, and it's the, I think it's the way wrestling has to go. I agree. Uh, and finally, the main event, Miro, Darby Allen. Uh, we started off with a uh, video package of Darby going back to Seattle, talking about his roots, talking about Miro, how he's done nothing, how he's how he hasn't really shown anything, and then Miro proceeds to kick the other ever-loving tar out of Darby Allen. Darby Allen puts up a valiant effort, but ultimately cannot escape Miro, and Miro is your new TNT champion. What do you think yeah, of the match? So well done. Uh... Darby has a death wish. Like yes. Some of those bumps are just sick. Have, did you see him bounce off Miro with his suicide dive? He literally yes. bounced off Miro. Yes. The guy is... Uh, he's nuts. Legitimately nuts. Um, but what a... It was just an awesome match. Like, the moment at the end when uh, when he looks at... Uh, at uh, Sting, when Darby looks at Sting for inspiration, and Sting just kind of nods his head, and then it gives him a fist bump. And this is after Darby has shown up hurt from his angle with Ethan Page last week and, uh, and Scorpio Sky. And, you know, he's he was attacked before the bell and beaten up. And, and, and then he's, you know, getting the crap kicked out of him for most of the match, and he does that. And then he goes on a flurry of offense to the point where you think he might win. And they did a great job making you think he might win, and then eventually he succumbs. And I'm like, what a star this guy is. What a star both of them are. You know, I mean, Miro at the end, the way he's he's holding him and holding the belt over him and holding uh, Darby's face and everything like that and talking, talking, you know, trash. But w- what a star both are. But what a star Darby Allen is. Like, just, you know, right from the beginning, the presentation, going back to his roots, everything. The, the guy's just, you know... They got something special with him. Yeah, and I think there's a reason why his first match was against Cody. And that went to a time limit draw, their first match. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think they saw early what Darby Allen could be, and now you're seeing the, the, the benefit of that paying off. Uh, ultimately, I do think, like you said earlier in the show, I think it's Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky versus uh, Darby and... Uh, uh, Sting in a cinematic match, which I think uh, there were reports that how happy and how thankful Sting was to Darby for uh, the last cinematic match. So I think mm-hmm. Sting, Sting seems to be having a lot of fun, and this will be a good match for Scorpio and Ethan Page. I do think you need Ethan Page and Scorpio to get the win here. Uh, but and Miro will go is pairing off with Lance Archer. I uh, I think. I think everything's kind of... I thought this was a good show. I thought overall was, this was... A I thought show. it was a very good show. I, I thought it was a really, really good show. And you know what? I There was a point where, where Miro turns when, when Darby was down and he steps towards Sting and he has that crazy psycho killer look thing on his face that he gets. And, and Sting's just standing there looking at him and I just could tell Sting was thinking, damn, like in 1992, if I had had you, we would have made so much money together. Like, because they would have, you know, I mean, that he would have been the foreign heel against the American hero Sting, and they would have made so much money. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I uh, I think we're going to, I think this is the emergence of Miro. 
I think it took a little bit, but I think we're finally getting to the emergence of Miro. I think he's finally found his footing, and I think he's going to be, for however long he's going to be, I think he's going to be a great TNT champion. And I think moving forward, I think he's just going to keep finding his footing in this company. And I think he will, uh, I think both guys will potentially be world heavyweight champions, both Darby and Miro. Uh, and uh, Darby did cut a promo uh, post-match. There was a video online where he basically said he doesn't need the world heavyweight title. The thing that matters the most to him is the TNT title. That was a yeah. thing that he wanted. Uh, and I think having talent sometimes say stuff like that for those titles. I think, I think it just helps elevate those titles. And I think, I think that title will still very much has the uh, image of Brody Lee attached to it. I feel like it's just, that that title feels so strong right now in AEW. It's almost on par with the world title. It's it's almost on par, which the Intercontinental title was at one point, like in the 80s and the early 90s. It was almost on par, you know, when you had Shawn Michaels with it or, you know, Brett. Tito Santana, Red, Brett, Randy Savage, guys like that. Like, it was almost on par. It was so close, you know, even when Ultimate Warrior had it, like so close to being on par, and and now it's so far below. Yeah. But this is this is the way it should be. It's almost on par with the world title. And I think as they keep, I think if they keep going, I think the the amount that they've invested into this TNT title and TNT TBS seems very happy with the the presentation of this title and just how things have gone with AEW. So. I uh, I I like where things are headed. I like where this company is headed, and I'm I'm looking forward to where where they're going to keep moving forward. Now, do you want to do a WrestleMania backlash uh, preview and then go home? Uh, or do, do you I just know? want to go home? Is is that this weekend? That's this. I believe it is. This was the go home Monday Night Raw, I believe. Wow! Double double check. Double check right now. Look it up. Look it up. I'll, I'll trust you can look it up faster than me. But I'm pretty uh, May, sure WrestleMania. May 16th. You bet. This weekend. Well, I guess we're going to have to preview this. But before we preview this, I want to I want to get you to tell the lovely viewers uh, what, uh, what you heard from Dave Meltzer on one Brian Danielson. Oh. Daniel Bryan. Just listening to Meltzer on the show, he... he you know, he was asked about Daniel Bryan, and and uh, he just really talked around the subject a lot. He he wouldn't take it on head on, in a way that was it was really strange. Honestly, it was like he wanted to say something but couldn't say something because he'd be spoiling, he'd be breaking somebody's confidence. Is what it sounded like. But basically, he said at the end, you know, I don't know which where it's going to be, but at one point, he's just going to show up suddenly on one of your TV screens. And the way that came across to me made it sound very much like we're looking at this guy, uh, you know, entering WWE or, or sorry, leaving WWE and entering AEW or New Japan or something like that. Uh, it sounded to me like I, I no longer expected. I did think he would be back. I don't think he'll be back anymore. I'll tell you the truth, if he was going to be back, why isn't he back already? Yeah. So, yeah, it was just it was very interesting the way he the way he, like I say, he 
he talked about it but wouldn't talk about it, which means to me there's something there. Yeah, I, I, I'd be very curious. Uh, it, it'd be very interesting to see him suddenly show up at Double or Nothing. I would not be surprised. I really wouldn't be surprised at this point. Now, just... I'll say it'll happen, but... In, in an imaginary world where Brian Danielson shows up, you hear the final countdown, and he shows well, up that's on... it. They would, he would have the final countdown. He shows and, up at the end after that orange cast, after Omega wins, and, you know, and you set up Omega versus... versus um... <laughs> 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 uh, Brian Danielson set uh, that up for the next pay per view, dude. Two hundred thousand buys, easy. Now, I, people will go crazy for that. How good could that match be? Oh, that'd be amazing. And especially if you don't have Brian uh, Brian wrestle a whole lot, you let him no. kind of rest and take it easy, and just kind of gearing himself up. Like you, oh, you do big money. You do big money there, and. I, I, and this is even what I thought when I saw Moxley and Nagata. And I'm like, how do you not see Moxley and Nagata and go, I want to go back to WWE? Like, yeah, no kidding. Like, man, you, you see that and you're like, that's, that's where I want to be. Well, it's like he and, and Cesaro. You know, he said that him and Cesaro agreed that, I think he wrote this in his book, that it's not pro wrestling. WWE is a parody of pro wrestling. And he loves pro wrestling. I think he wants to no longer do a parody. I think to end his career, he wants to do real wrestling. Yeah, and boy, oh boy, him versus Kenny Omega would be a real wrestling match. Oh, so great. Uh, I don't I, think his body could hold up for the G1. I think that would be pushing it. Yes, But he I could agree. do a New Japan you know, appearance or whatever, but also uh, just him in AEW. He should be looking at all... You can't tell me he doesn't look at Darby Allen and think, oh, the match I could have with this kid. Oh. The program I could have with, with uh, MJF. Like, oh. it, yeah, That would be amazing. The promos from MJF towards Brian would be incredible. And just what Brian, Brian could do, what Brian could do to elevate MJF would be incredible. Yeah, and not- Brian likes to elevate people. He's one of those guys. He gets it. He gets the business. So uh, here's a question. Say Brian can only have three matches in New Japan. It's only three matches. Who are the three guys you pair Brian off with in singles <sighs> matches? I'm making um, it hard. Yeah, that is hard. Uh, it's got to be, to me, it's got to be, here's who I would, I would say, Osprey for sure. It just You have to go with Osprey. Um, damn it. <laughs> I want to see him and Shingo so bad. Shingo's the best wrestler on the planet right now, I think. Yes. Uh, by the way, he, they should be bringing him over to oh. <laughs> to, to AEW. Uh, but I don't think I'd do Shingo just because I think I'd do Osprey, Osprey, Okada, and Hiromo. Yeah. Yeah. That would be my three. Those, those, those would be three. Uh, I, I think you have to do Okada. I think you have to do Okada and Brian. I really, really want Tanahashi and Brian as well. Oh, that would be so incredible. And that would probably be the easiest on Brian's body. Yes. 
Like that would just be. Oh, funny. but Daniel Bryan versus Jay White. How good would that be? Oh, the promo from Jay. Oh, there'd be there'd be a lot. All right, you only get Daniel Bryan only gets three matches in AEW. What three do you put him against? Uh, Omega. So Omega. I'm trying to think of who he hasn't faced. Yeah. Uh, Darby. And MJF. Yeah, yeah. Him and MJF, I think, is a natural. Uh, him and him and Omega would have to happen. Yeah, uh, I don't think he ever, he never worked a program with. Did he ever work a program with Jericho? Uh, I don't know. That was his first match in WWE. Was Jericho? It was his first match, but it's not a program. No, they've never been uh, pro. You know that would be interesting. Um, but you know who I think I I do I think I'd go. Uh, oh man, there it really is. It's tough again, but yeah, Omega for sure. Uh, who were yours again? You had Omega, Darby, Darby and, and MJF. And, yeah. Omega and I, I think I would skip Darby and go with Pac. Yes. Oh, that would be good. I think that would be so damn good. I think I would go Omega, Pac, and and uh, and uh, MJF. How about subbing uh, Pac out with uh, Ray Phoenix? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> How much do I want to see Ray Phoenix against Will Ospreay? That's yeah. the match you book to get this guy over. If you bring him for in from New Japan, that's the match you put on TV. Oh, that would that would that would do 1.5. People would hear about this incredible match, and it would people would flock to their TV screens. I think the YouTube YouTube numbers would be even crazier for that match. YouTube numbers, I think, would be insane. Which is exactly what you want. I feel like you'd almost be able to capture the Ricochet Will Osprey energy. Yeah, I think you could too. It'd be amazing. Man, uh, I I really I really hope. I'm still expecting Brian to return to WWE, but I really hope he decides to go somewhere else. I think his yeah, talent. I think his talent are better served elsewhere. Uh, I agree. Uh, speaking of talent, we got six matches on WrestleMania Backlash. I hate the name. I hate the name. I hate the name. Just Why? dumb. It's, it's the Backlash to WrestleMania. Just dumb. Just dumb. <laughs> Just call it Backlash. That's all you need to call it. Just, uh, uh frickin' duh. Uh, so I don't know much of the story for the bulk of these matches. So we'll, uh, but we'll, we'll talk about Neither it. Neither do I. So, I, I. I'm trying to pay attention to WWE. It is such a struggle. Yeah. It is such a struggle. SmackDown's not bad for, you know, it's, it's, it's not bad. It's, it's, you know, they've had a couple of good shows in a row and it's not bad. And, and even then it's just their presentation. I, even with decent show, I, I, I zone out and, and raw is just feels like a marathon to, to go through. Three hours, three hours of entertainment. Three uh, hours is too damn long. Uh, looking at, we got six matches on this card. <laughs> uh, let's start off with we've got a tag team match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champion, the Dirty Dogs, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode versus Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. Um, just off the cuff looking at things i'm guessing this is where the mysterios get the tag titles 
it's one of two things. It's either where the Mysterios get the tag titles or where, where Dominic turns on Ray. It has to be one of those two things. I think they'll get the tag titles. Yeah, I think I think, I think, they'll, I think they'll turn on or turn on him later. Yeah, I think you get the titles, you have that moment, and then you have the turn. Yeah. Uh, so they'll probably do the turn tonight, or uh, well, for the Sunday. for the paper. Yeah, yeah, for the paper. Probably it's WWE after all. Yes, but a very low bar. Uh, we got a lumberjack match where we got Damian Priest taking on the Miz, and I gotta admit the Miz. The Miz is, a, is great in his role of just being a chicken shit. He's, he's definitely been a guy that I know he's taken a ton of flack lately, uh, but you know, he, he does serve his role. He he's, serves his role, but I just don't get excited to watch his matches. I, it's very safe and mundane, his matches. Uh, so I'm very interested to see how him and Priest work together. Uh, you obviously have to pull the trigger on Priest. So Priest has to win this match. Yeah, you go with you go with the young guy, which in this case is the uh, 38-year-old uh, Damian Priest. <laughs> I think he's 38. Uh, I can confirm that. Uh, yeah, he's 38. Yeah, I thought so. Hey, how, look up uh, look up Ginger uh, uh, Mahal for me. How old is he now? Now that he's made his big comeback. He and because I saw, you know, he makes this big comeback. He beats Jeff Hardy, and it's like, well, Jeff Hardy's over forty, so of course they're going to beat him. I'm just wondering how old is Jinder? <laughs> He's thirty-four. Thirty-four only. Okay. Oh, he must have started young. Must have started young, and now he's back. The modern day Maharaja is back to lead us back to the promised land. <sighs> Don't hinder Jinder. <laughs> uh yeah i i priest don't make me win. go there Pri- priest has to win this match priest yeah is, is so priest is losing that, that i don't be- think so I, it looks like they're building towards having uh morrison and and uh miz break up so yeah i mean how this match came to bed came together was i believe uh, you know, Priest uh, challenged Miz, and Miz says, "No, I won't. I won't do it." Damon Priest said something along the lines of, "Well, what if I beat you? if I beat Morrison? You you fight me?" And Miz was like, "No, no, no." And Morrison says, "I accept." And then Miz was all pissed at him. Uh, uh, something along those lines. So there we go. That 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 yeah, I think that turn is coming, and then you'll get a yeah. singles match between them. I imagine you're going to do a little bit more with Morrison this go around. You imagine, but do you? <clears throat> I would imagine. So I'm probably wrong again. Damn it. I just keep being wrong. Uh, we got a triple threat for the Raw Women's title. We got Rhea Ripley, Asuka, and Charlotte Flair. What's going on in the women's division on Monday Night Raw for WWE? Rhea is, is uh, so far um, shitting the bed, unfortunately. Oh. Um, she, it, it is not really working so far. Um, there's part of it, that her and Asuka just, they, they looked bad. Asuka looked especially bad um, in their match together, which is almost impossible. So, uh, you know, that's likely on Rhea Ripley. And unfortunately, 
And the crowd is being told to cheer Rhea Ripley while she's acting like a heel. Um, they just haven't made up their mind yet. Uh, how can you possibly? Here's the thing. You never do two triple threat matches in the same show. For titles, especially. Yeah. Ever. You never do that. WWE does. And it's one of the reasons why I just can't get interested. Uh, but I bet you Charlotte gets the belt. Yeah, because they... Yeah, I think that's probably a safe guess. You never are, are wrong if you guess that Charlotte's getting a belt. Because, <laughs> let's face it, they love her. Yes, they they absolutely do. Uh, and I don't think that benefit... That just continues to stall Rhea Ripley's development and potential for getting over it just seems like Rhea's hit a really rocky patch all the way dating back to last wrestlemania all the way to this year it just feels like they, they haven't, haven't they tried at wrestlemania they tried but uh, i just don't think i don't know they can't just is she a healer face make up your mind this is not hard this is booking 101 you have a you have a heel and a baby face and then yeah. you, you let things you let the story tell from there uh, looking at the rest of the card, uh, we'll talk about this match. Uh, we'll make this match the, the midway. Uh, we got uh, the WWE Championship in a triple threat match. Uh, we've got Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley defending the title. What in God's name happens? I don't know. These guys have wrestled each other so many times over the last month or so. Uh, just ad nauseum it's impossible to get excited for the match because you've seen them interact too much yeah um i don't know i think lashley retains and pins and pins uh pins braun that's my guess yeah it feels like braun is in it just to take the fall so that they don't have to beat mcintyre and they'll set up lashley versus mcintyre as a rematch at wrestlemania likely Wait, so you think Lashley's going to hold the title all the way to Mania? Or oh, sorry, SummerSlam. My mistake. Uh, Until SummerSlam. And then do you put the title back on Drew? I think they will. And... Just excited, doesn't... are you? No. So excited, I can't, I can't there, even... There's just so few people that they build to be credible threats. As, as you know... Um, it plagues them. Yes. It, it very might. Like, just, that just sounds like I'm not interested at all. There's no conversation. There's no future booking with this. It's just like, meh. meh and I like not- McIntyre. I, I like, I like, you know what? I even Braun, I've come around on, but it's, again, it's, it's not so much the talent, it's the booking. Yeah. It, I think this is a, the illness of WWE because I think Lashley's champion is great. And it's two triple threats. Yeah. Just go into the well. It, to me, that when you have two of the same match, that is that shows your creativity is uh, waning. That is evidence of, of just poor creativity, you know, screaming poor, poor creativity, really. Oh, absolutely! Like the talking about WWE made me yawn. I'm 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 a little like bored right now. Yeah. Like, All right, let's get this over with. What else is on the show? Uh, Bianca versus Bailey, which I think 
by all accounts, I think that should be a good match. Uh, it should be. I mean, Bailey's really presented as kind of a joke right now. I mean, really presented as a joke just because she does a good a job at it. She's, she's proven she can do comedy, which is always the death knell for somebody who wants to be taken serious in the WWE and has actual talent. You know, they never show them you can do comedy or else that's all you're all you get to do. So it, it doesn't feel like it feels like they're trying to give Bianca, a, a, a you know, a fair challenger. But uh, I don't think anybody thinks Bianca's losing this. No, and I don't think she should. Uh... But it's, yeah, it feels like a legitimate challenger, you know, in quotations that they're they're trying to throw her. Uh, I uh, I definitely agree on the comedy thing. Uh, see Dean Ambrose as example. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I I I hope Bianca has a has a nice run with a title. But I gotta ask you, after Bay after she beats Bailey, who's next? Probably Carmella. Who's after that? <laughs> I don't know. That's uh, not good. I could I could very well see um unfortunately I I mean I guess it's no I guess I don't know can Sasha show up on Sunday and and screw one of those these two women Uh I don't know. I actually don't is know. Does their schedule make her available? I don't know. They uh, still had the, they had the post WrestleMania tease so that's why I'm asking. That, uh, that's interesting. That uh, that definitely could be a thing that happens. Set up a, a rematch, Sasha versus uh, Bianca. Yeah. Could... <laughs> and then I think after that, you're kind of see. It sucks because I there's so much potential with Bianca, but there's just not the comp. Uh, she doesn't have any competition. No. There is, there is four, I guess, you know what? Okay, there's there's a few legitimate wrestlers in the company, female wrestlers. Sasha's gone, but you have, you have three in that other title match, you know. Um, you have Natalia, who yeah. would have to be seen as, as a, a legitimate, you know, person that you could throw in there for the belt. Um yeah, but it's not many people, is it? No, that's it's it's really weak. Man. With Becky gone, is Sasha gone? Yeah. I mean, Becky could be back, and that could be a competitor for Bianca. But I feel like the minute Becky's back, she's going to be earmarked for a title win. Yeah, I think so too, and 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 she'd be back, and Bianca's a baby face, and I don't think they're going to turn her heel. So I, I don't see her going after that. I mean, you know, uh, Becky, I expect to make her come back for or at SummerSlam if she's coming back anytime soon. Because that's when they'll have an audience. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, and the final match of WrestleMania Backlash. Are, st- are um, Natalia and, and Tamina not getting a title shot? No, that that is not listed on the card. Okay, well, I know then it must be coming up on next Monday's Raw or something like that, or SmackDown. I can't remember where, but they they did set it up so that they're going to have a title match again. 
get super excited now. Go ahead. I Nia Jax. Yay. Yay. Uh, shifting gears. Uh, we got the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns versus Cesaro. Uh, I think this will be a good match. Should be the match of the night, I think. I think yeah. it'll be a good match. They 100% should put the title on Cesaro. You know, he can lose it back again at SummerSlam, but he should have the title for a little while. Because you just, you lost Daniel Bryan now. You need to elevate somebody. You need yeah. somebody. Um, put the title on him. But I don't think they will. No, I don't think so either. Uh, unfortunately, I think it will. He doesn't feel like a very strong challenger. And 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 from the programs, that the, the way they're setting it up on, on SmackDown, looks very much like it will be SummerSlam will be Seth Rollins as the babyface challenging Roman Reigns. Ah, oh, that needs to be mania. That needs to be a mania match. Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. You, no, no. It says Seth Rollins babyface. That also is an issue. Yeah, that, I guess that's another reason maybe Becky's Becky would be back if he's turning babyface. That might be a sign. Uh, I I feel like if you that those are the two guys that really need a WrestleMania main event match against each other. I feel like if you want to yes, take, I just feel like I've already seen it a billion times. Yeah, I uh, I I yes, do I think yeah. Uh, oh, they've they've done that to death. But I feel like if you did that at Mania, that would be that. That's the time when they touch again is Mania. Because those are your two, arguably your two biggest stars, your two biggest male stars. You know, you're making sense. Yeah, freaking. All right, let's as we suck all the energy out of the room talking about WrestleMania backlash and their plans. um, Let's go out on a joke. Let's go out on a joke. That's not WWE. I, I don't know. I hope I ever, never told you this one. I don't think I have. I was thinking about this one the other day. I was like, what jokes haven't I told? And here, here was one I thought of. Uh, you ever, did I ever tell you about the, uh, the the blonde and the brunette girl? They're they walking past a uh, flower shop? No, I don't think so. No? and Because the, the blonde turns and she sees these flowers in the window. She's oh, what pretty, pretty flowers. Brunette says, well, personally, I hate it when I get flowers from my boyfriend. And the blonde says, why is that? She goes, well, just because I got flowers doesn't mean you know, I'd have to spend the next week of my life lying on my back with my legs straight up in the air. And the blonde says, well, don't you own a vase? Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, you like I, that? Come on. Come on. Got you. <laughs> um. Uh, (laughs) I can't even do a proper sign off. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, we'll be back again, hopefully again next week as, uh, as we continue to roll on into the road for double or nothing. And we'll, we'll talk about, we're excited to watch. Uh, we'll talk about, uh, backlash, uh, and how Daniel Bryan will debut and attack Roman Reigns. And they're just going to forget that he's been banished from SmackDown. Right? That's what. That's, that's what's gonna happen. Very possible. That's very possible. That's very very possible. Probably not though. He probably maybe he shows up on Raw though. Faces Lashley. Who knows? We'll see. Someday he's just gonna show up on one of your TVs. Yep. TV shows. Hope. Gonna happen. 
Hopefully he chases the cleaner, or the belt collector, sorry. Hopefully he chases the belt collector. But thank you, for M Morton, for coming on. We'll be back again, and make sure you stay tuned to everything that we talk podcast about. Goodbye! Mm -hmm. And good night! Ah!